Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, hey, hey. Ooh, listen to my voice. I got it. That's almost good. <laughs> I, oh, almost good. Ooh, I, I see that shade. Petty, petty. I'm giving we you... all can't be in India laid up. <laughs> I wish I sounded more excited about it. <laughs> Hi. Hey, y'all. Right, Linda. Linda, Lord have mercy. Mandy is in India. Yes. I... I know I'm millions of miles away, but please don't forget my name already. <laughs> no, I was thinking of India, and I don't know where the L came from. But anyway, <laughs> that's so awesome. How have you been? I've been to India once before. How are you enjoying it? I've never been before. Um, I'm actually eating some crystallized ginger right now because I had a little too much curry for dinner, and I need to settle my stomach. Um, it, India has been awesome. Um, okay. It has been such a, like... You know when you have so many like um, you're like hyper. I don't know. You just have so many like your senses are overloaded. <laughs> like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I feel like I've only been here five days now, or has it been five days? Um, I think five. And so I I've been here for work, and then this weekend I took some time off, and I'm in Mumbai. Um, and I just got to Mumbai yesterday, and today I just had like the coolest day. But I know I'm not making any sense, but it's just been like people and food and 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 sights mo- and, and, right? and moving and so many people and so much food and it's been it's been so amazing today was really amazing i haven't like fully digested it and i'm i've i've only been getting about 3 to 4 hours of sleep a night something about like i i i'll go to sleep dead ass tired but then i'll only sleep 3 4 hours and my body is like and hello well that's because you know the the time difference is crazy. I, I think I, I'm trying to think when I went, I stayed, I went to Mumbai for a couple of days and then I went to uh, Jaipur, which is where the, where I celebrated the Holy Festival. Oh, wow. And which is like, you know, the festival, like where people throw like the color powder on you. Sometimes people see pictures of it, like people wear all white and it's, I guess it's like their spring festival, but it was magical. And, um, they but that's the thing about festivals here. I know. I, I feel like there are, that's the thing about India. It's, it's so overwhelming to every sense that you have smell, mm-hmm. sight, taste. And so, but that's what I loved about it because it was just, I love going places where I'm like, I'm not in Kansas anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I've been, I've been really enjoying it. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's about, cause right now it's midnight here. And what time is it there? Um, one twenty six PM Saturday. So it's almost Sunday here. So basically I'm in the future. Ooh, so 
I'm not even going to tell you who said this because I don't want to embarrass them. I remember they were like, somebody said to me, oh, so wait, so when the lottery comes out, oh my how come God. they don't just play? I, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that because I've been getting that joke nonstop. <laughs> no, and this person was not joking. That's why I refused to give their oh. name. <laughs> and I was like, I just looked like I gave the, like, are you kidding? You're kidding, right? And they were like, I'm like, if that worked that way, like, does that even make sense? I want you to just ask yourself. Does that even make sense? Do you imagine Indian people would be the most powerful people in the world if they could see the future <laughs> 10 and a half hours before we did? They're like, oh, yeah, Trump won. My bad. <laughs> They'd be like, don't watch it. Don't watch it. Just go have a drink. It's not going to end well. <laughs> right? Like, I was just like, that's not how it works. And honestly, we were like going back and forth. And I just said, you know what? Some people just lead to Jesus. So, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um. Did you see, this is just random, like a random story, but did you see the Mall of America got their first brown Santa? What? <laughs> I don't know. I just popped up in my feed. No, like, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I know. Oh, I love America. But you know, in <laughs> India, like, all they have is brown Santas. Oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> Congrats, America. <laughs> Catching the heck up. <laughs> um, no, for real though, that's, man, I wonder how my life would have been different if Santa was black when I grew up. How long? How old were you when you were like, "Oh, Santa's a lie"? Um, I don't, I don't remember, but I remember telling my brother he was. <laughs> <gasps> oh, you're terrible! How did he think it? I don't, I don't, I don't think he took like a little boss. I don't know. I don't feel like we knew. I think, I feel like we were letting the charade go on because we knew we got presents. Um, so we were like, we're just gonna believe this lie. If you believe the lie, and continue buying us things. Because, you know, we found the secret hiding place for our gifts when I was, like, five. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I do, though, and I'll, I swear by this, and don't think I'm crazy, but when I was six years old, I was sleeping in my bed Christmas Eve, the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring except <laughs> for the actual Santa Claus, who I saw when I left my bedroom because I heard some noises, and I looked out there, and I swear I saw Santa. I might have been oh. hallucinating. But I've, I've, I have a very, very vivid memory of this. So um, so it makes it true. It's got to be true. Possibly someone roofied my eggnog. <laughs> At six. But it felt very real. Um, wait, so that's awesome. My, did, your, did your parents do that to you? They gave you Christmas cards with like black people on them, like black angels and black Santa and stuff. No, my, you know what? It's so strange because, you know, both of my parents were born and raised in Nigeria. So they didn't quite get the, they, everything that we did that was like American traditions, they didn't fully do their research. So it was always like, yeah, Santa, here's your gift from your dad. Um, <laughs> you know, so like, they didn't really, so it, it was always confusing at home. Like I'd hear about Santa at school, but my mom and dad were always really clear. Like we bought this. And I'm like, but what about Santa? They're like, I don't know who that is. But I guess, yeah, yeah. If you if you want to believe in him, that's cute. But I'm like, no, he's supposed to bring his presents. My dad just used to be so confused. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand this tradition. So somebody is supposed to come to the house and bring you presents. But I brought this shirt for you. Wear it. <laughs> so I never quite believed in Santa because, I mean, I did in a way. But I just figured he didn't come to our house because my parents were like, yeah, we bought these presents. He's not getting any of this uh, recognition. Credit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the credit. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just funny growing up with parents who are not from this country when it comes to like different traditions and, you know, you're trying to explain it to them. My dad would always just be like, I, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I'm like, but daddy, this is why I need Jordans. Do you know Michael Jordan? 
Is he, <laughs> is, he, is, is he going to send you to college? Why would you buy it? I'm like, oh, God. Like, I just grew up my whole life being like, but the other kids, my dad did not care. He was like, you're eating, right? And you have a place to live? Well, mission accomplished. <laughs> but yeah, so Christmas in my house, though. I didn't even know people got multiple gifts until maybe like middle school. And I guess, I don't know, I started really paying attention. I'm like, wait, you guys get more than one present? Because we got one gift. Like, you know, you might get some clothes and stuff, but, you know, you got basically one gift. And like I thought, you know. a toy thing. Like a- yeah, one toy thing, you know. And then, like I said, you might get, like, oh, here's some undershirts and stuff like that. But, you know, as a kid, that's not a gift. But then, like, you know, as I got older, I'm like, some of my friends were getting multiple gifts. And I'm like, I don't, what does that mean? It's ridiculous yeah. when I think about what my parents did to us. You got a lot of gifts? We used to get so many. Yeah. It was like bad, bad. Like I'm not doing that to my children. I love, I loved it though. I was like, Hey, um, of course you did. Well, okay. (laughs) Let me, that's a caveat. We, we got a lot of presents and well, crap. I can't put my family's business out there, but, um, how can I say this? For a while when my parents were together before they got divorced, we were definitely one of those families who looked like they had a lot, but definitely had some plastic issues. So, um, that's, you know, and I, I talked about how my early childhood experiences inform my, you know, how I'm like afraid of debt now or not afraid, but like conscious of spending more than I have. Like, I think my parents certainly got swept up a lot in whatever, a lot of parents in America do. And like the, you know, wanting to, they had four kids and they wanted to impress us all and like make us happy. And we were so happy and we had so much, but, um, that was the goal. That was like the years before I was 10. And then since after the divorce, we were like, my mom was like, um, here's a coloring book. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> and even, you know, the first time uh, one year we spent Christmas in Nigeria and it was the most uneventful Christmas as far as like, <laughs> for, I mean, because I was like, OK, you know, you wake up. By then I was older. I was 20. So it wasn't like, you know, I was expecting this huge thing. But literally, like, I, I did not realize how commercialized Christmas was until I spent it out of the country. So we woke up. Like, there's no wreaths. There are no, you know, there's no lights on people's houses. None of that. You went to church and everybody says, Happy Christmas. And that was literally it. No what? presents exchange. Nothing. And like I mean, it was a joyous occasion. Christmas time really was like your family came over. So all my family, like, you know, people who lived maybe in the cities, they all came to the villages to like where their family lived and people had off for like two weeks and we all hung out and we ate and we went to church and that was literally it. And I remember being like, so let me not say uneventful. I just meant like in the traditional sense, the way we're used to it here, where it's like lights, camera action. It was none of that. It was literally just family, family, family. And I thought, wow, I didn't realize how commercialized Christmas had gotten because I didn't know anything else but that until I saw like what Christmas looked like someplace else which is just your family that you don't normally see all year and everybody gets to hang out for a week or two and it's just a really joyous occasion I mean I got to see you know cousins from every side everybody came to the village it was probably like 30 40 people we hung out for like a week so it just I didn't realize I'm like wow so this is Christmas like you know at least here in Nigeria yeah. In America, it's like the epic running down the stairs and seeing what's under the tree. I remember that feeling. Yeah, none- it's like yeah. the, the the wonder. Oh, my God. Nothing was there. And now look, it's balling. <laughs> I remember the first time I moved in with Super, Superman. Mandy, if I tell you, I'm like, wait, do, do 20 children live here? I have never seen a tree oh. so full of presents. 
so and I was fun. like, uh, it was, it was, meanwhile, only child. To, it, it was enough for 20 children. He spent so much money, honestly, Mandy, in the thousands. Oh, and I'm crap. like, uh, I think the first year when I was here, I think he spent up to $2,500. Oh, okay. Yeah, not, not $25,000, but $2,500, but still. And at the time, she was like six. Wow. So it wasn't, and I just remember thinking, ah, oh, this is a bit excessive, you okay. know? And the thing is, you know, so crazy about Supergirl is that she actually is not even that kind of kid. Like, if you get Supergirl a coloring book and some some new pencils from Staples, you would think you gave her a million dollars. She's actually a pretty simple, laid-back kid. She She's not really into, like, she's not super techie, although she, you know, she has, like, I gave her, like, my old computer that she uses to go on YouTube just so she can find drawing videos to draw with her coloring book. You know what I mean? So that's her. She's a crafty kind of, like, that's her personality. So, yeah, you know, I told that. Them, encourage that. Exactly. And I told them, I'm like, you know, like, <clears throat> if you really look to see what she plays with in her room, it's not any of the expensive things. She's like, I mean, like, literally, she'll be like, oh, my God, can we go to Staples, um, Tiffy? Because I really need some more paper. And I, if I tell her I'm going to Staples, you would think I was, like, you know, taking her to see the president. Well, the form, well, the current president. My president, you know, she just gets so excited. And so that's, you know, and so I always think sometimes parents push this stuff on their kids. That's not necessarily there because like I said, you know, we, we ended up getting her, like, I think last year, some expensive American girl doll. And she played with it all of like two or three times. And her mom got her, um, a, like a target makes a, a, like a quote unquote American girl doll. It's not that, but it's like the same size and kind of look for like, literally like you know one tenth of what an american girl doll costs or like one one third and she plays with them equally she doesn't play with them equally like meaning that she doesn't play with either one of them and i'm like well darn it we could have <laughs> we could have saved, saved 70 bucks you know for her not to play with this doll because all she does is draw in color and and draw in color some more and so yeah you know who i think saved my toys as my toys as a child not me my father really he, he has the creepiest shrine to my old dolls that i've ever seen he like took them out of, but he, my dad's such a pack rat. He has storage units. I don't even know about probably he's always going to the storage unit for something. Um, he has a dream of owning a thrift store one day, but yeah, really? he saved all my weird dolls and just crazy stuff. All my Barbies. I'm like, who wants my Olympic Barbie from 1996 that her legs turn blue when she turns in water and that whose hair I gave, I shaved <laughs> off <laughs> with my mom's razor. <laughs> <laughs> no Why do kids do that? I used to really believe if I cut my Barbie's hair, it would grow back. Yeah. <laughs> my I cut my, my dad would get so pissed. My mom would be like, you, they'd just be like, oh my gosh, Tiffany, you, you're breaking these all. I'm like, it's going to grow back. What's the big deal? And so I realized like, oh, it doesn't. Then I'm like, well, she's the boy Barbie then. <laughs> I think that's the... But back then this... I thought... Sh- <clears throat> oh, go ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, I thought short hair made you a boy. That's what I used to think back then. <laughs> that's all it takes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's a choice. Um, I think this is really important, though. I know we're joking, but like that, parents. Every parent has to deal with this. Like, mm-hmm. how crazy are we going to get about Christmas? Um, I don't. I think seeing. Yeah, I mean, I I want it to be a fun and joyous occasion. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. Are you guys doing anything differently since that? You know, since Superman oh, yeah. did that big year, how have you how have you guys talked about it since then? 
Because, uh, like, you know, at first he was like, no, you know, at first there's a, there's pushback because it's he didn't grow with much and he's able to provide her with, you know, all these things. And so I've learned the approach is not to shame him about, like, oh, you spent so much money. Instead was, like, really throughout the year really pointing out what she enjoyed. Oh, you know, I'd say, like, you know, she, you know what I mean? So it's not, oh, you spent too much. It's, well, you know, if the purpose is for her to, to enjoy... She does. She's not playing with those things that she spent so much money on. Like, look what, like, look what's lighting her up. Like, don't let me get her like paper out of her copy machine. She's like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Like, <laughs> a blank piece of paper is like everything to her. And for her birthday, I, I told all of my friends and sisters and stuff when they were coming for her party because she turned ten this year to um, either get her a Staples gift card or like notebooks, pens, and paper. I mean, she must have got so many notebooks. And she is. She was like in hog heaven. And this one has glitter. And this one has my A on it. And this one has. So you know what is that like? Ten, fifteen bucks is that? And so yeah, she just. So that's how it switched because once he realized that I'm not actually giving her more than what I grew up with, she's not even enjoying those things. Like why not get her the things she enjoys? They they happen to actually cost less. He's so, so lucky. Way less. Yeah, I know, right? Because not everybody's like that, you know. So. This year, you know, we talked about it, you know, as far as budget. And he was like, oh, no, no. I'm spending like 150 bucks. And I'm like, she, you know, she would be just as happy. Some of the toys she, like, never played with. She got, like, a kitchen set that she literally just used to use to house all of her papers and, and paper mache <laughs> projects. <laughs> and that thing was, like, $1,500. That's cool. It was, yeah, it was so, like, yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, you live and you learn. And I think sometimes it's just good to have a different perspective in the house. You know, I told her, you know, and, like, even for her birthday... She'd asked me what I got her, and I showed her her bank account. And I said, look, I created a bank account just for you, and this is where we're putting your college money. Because I, I spoke at Princeton in the summer, and I brought her for the second time. I always do this, like, girls program. I volunteer and do this girls program. And I brought her for the second year, and she loved it. And she loved it the first year. And she's just like, this campus is so pretty. I want to go to Princeton. And I told her she had to get really good grades, and really smart people go here. And it's a lot of money. So now... I have an account, you know, and then I put money in every month. And so for her birthday, I put in um, a special boost for her birthday. So I showed her, this is what I got you for your birthday. You have plenty of gifts and toys, but this is for your Princeton account. So that way she gets a different perspective of what gift giving can look like and what receiving can look like, you know? That's nice. Did you open it? Is it like a, what kind of account is it? Because I know a lot of parents wonder if they should do a 529 plan or an IRA or what for their kid. So I want to do, there's a name for it. Um, there's, so right now it's just a savings account, but, but this is a friend of mine was telling me that there is like an IRA. Well, I won't say it's not an IRA, but it's an account that maneuvers like that, but especially for kids. And instead of having to like withdraw the money when you're, you know, 59 and a half, it's for you, you're, they have access when they're 18 after they graduate, you know, high school. And so I thought to myself, well, I don't, you know, who knows what the future holds. I just want her to have funds post high school to use for the next chapter in her life. I didn't want to, you know, to, to say it only had to be this, you know, that's why I didn't want to put it. But now I'm going to look into a custodial IRA account because I have one for her. I have one for my nephew, who's one and a half. And I have one for my godson, who's one and a half. And so for the three of them, <clears throat> so this is what I do. It's 50 bucks a month for each that goes into each account. And then when your birthday comes, I put $100 um, for every year that you're born. So if it's if you're one, you got $100. Like both of the the, um, the little ones, they got $100. And she turned 10, so she got $1,000 in her account. 
said 50 bucks a month. And then when she turns 12 or 11, $1,100 in her, on her birthday. So the way it grows and grows and grows, you know? Mm. I'm just hoping that a whole bunch of my, I'm like, dang, what if I get like 20 different nieces and nephews? I'm like, well, we might have to slow down the number. But at least for now, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad I don't have a ton of nieces and nephews right now. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be too Um, (laughs) pricey. Well, now you never know. You never know. I might be um, I might be Oprah rich one day, and I'm like, everybody, you got an education. You got an education. Everybody got an education. Hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. All right, so let's go directly to Brown Break, Brown Boost. Because Mandy is, is uh, she's not fully lucid. She's faded. She is. Yeah, she is. So let's 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 plow through. So I have a Brown Break, if you want me to go first. Please do. So my Brown Break is my Bank of America Travel Rewards Card. I hate you. Here's why. So I don't understand how you have a travel, keyword, reward card, that when I travel, keyword, I can't use it. I travel keyword to I don't know ask BOA so I went to Paris so I called Bank of America said hey Bank of America so great you have this travel rewards card that I have and I've had for literally so I've had this card well not this particular one but I've had a Bank of America card for like 20 years and so it's like been upgraded to this travel rewards card so I said hey I'm going to Paris and Prague here are my dates I want to take my card with me. And what's so special about having a special credit card, especially for travel, is that, like, you know, they won't charge you, like, foreign interest fees and some other stuff if you have a travel reward card. Also, when you buy travel with it, it will actually... Yeah, exchange rate fees. That's what it is. Oh, look, you're not as as loopy as we thought. Exchange rate fees. (laughs) And also, (laughs) also, too, you can earn rewards, right? That's the part, the travel rewards part. So call Bank of America. I'm going to Paris. I'm going to Prague for my birthday. Everything's good. Everything's a go. What dates? What dates? Okay. I get to Paris. Swipe doesn't work. I'm thinking maybe it's just this machine. The whole, it never worked. Paris, Prague. And I'm like, what? Luckily, thankfully, something said, hey, Tiffany, bring your other card with you. Like my other non-travel card, just my regular credit card with me because I don't know what I would have done. And, and I brought, thankfully, my debit card. So I was able to like withdraw cash, but it was very annoying. And then when I got back, I don't know, it like works when it wants to work. It's like, yeah, we don't like this vending machine. And you're like, what? We don't like just the other day it rejected my Uber. I'm like, I've had this card in my Uber for like two years. Say what? It's, I don't know. <clears throat> for some reason, it, it doesn't, every charge doesn't go through. Like I was just in LA two days ago taping the reel and I put my card, they always make you put down a credit card for incidentals, you know, at the front desk when you check in. And so, because the studio paid for the hotel. So I said, okay. 
So they put my car, I put my car down and then um, they, the hotel called me back and said, hey, this card is not going through. And I'm like, what in the world? It's a $30,000 limit. I probably have $500 on that card. I pay it off every month. And so I called Bank of America. They're like, we don't even have a record of it, of it, of it being swiped or, or, or it being denied. And Jeez. I'm like, he's like, I think maybe it's the card. And I'm like, it's not the card, the physical card, because like other things are, are, I don't know, whatever. I just sick. I'm sick and tired of Bank of America. I called and they were no help at all. Oh, so just I'm just get like, another fine. one. Dump it. There's yeah. so many great travel cards out there. That's exactly what I said. I'm gonna. I'm gonna Bank of America. I've been with you for 20 years. 20 years. 20 years we've been together. <laughs> you have seen me with with a perm. You've seen me 20 pounds. You've seen me with afro, my locks. You have seen me through relationships. This is how you treat me after all these years together. You just want to be out in these streets. I can't even use you like I'm supposed to. But you know what? You can keep it. I'm opening up a new travel card. I'm going to put Netflix on you because I need to keep those, you know, length of credit history. If you have an old card that you've been doing right by, don't throw that away. So I'm going to put Netflix on this card, have it paid off automatically in full from my bank account. And I'm going to relegate you to just being kept at home and not really used, just being charged. I don't use For I, stuff like that. And I'm going to get me. I dumped Bank of America like five years ago. They're the worst. Yeah, I see. And I'm just like, and I tweeted them and I heard nothing back. I was like, oh, okay, well. <laughs> oh, the now, tweet didn't work. Who, who's got the power now? I've got the mic. It's like, Bank of America's like, what? Nobody cares. No, but honestly, if you guys have like a really great travel reward card that you love, I'm actually going to hit up Magnify Money to see which one they suggest, but I'm going to get another one. Um, I can, well, I can make, I, I need to make my, my boost then. As soon as you said your break was Bank of America, I know what my boost is going to be. It's my new baby. My new baby Ooh, travel you... rewards card. <laughs> I was gonna say, wait, man, you got a baby. <laughs> so first of all, here's the caveat: I don't like to encourage people to to get. Hello, Skype. You're breaking we, up, we... Mandy. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Okay, rewards cards. So I don't like to tell people like people get really excited about rewards offers. Ooh, you know, pack cash back, cash back. But I'm like. You really have to use them strategically and with a plan and not just to get the rewards. Like you don't want to spend money to get money ever because it's always so little. However, if you're going to be spending money on travel anyway and you want a good travel card, this is how I use my card um, only for travel-related expenses. And the best card hands down that I've ever had is the Chase Sapphire Reserve card, which just came out this past August or September and the world <laughs> lost their mind, like lost their mind. Because the sign-on offer was so amazing. It's if you spend four thousand dollars in three months, you get a hundred thousand Chase Ultimate. Wait, no, no, rewards. go, go. We, we, rewind. Your first, <clears throat> the first part it was on cutoff. So, what is, what are the awesome rewards that go along with the Chase card? Well, let me start over. Where did it start cutting out? You said um, people lost their mind because you get and you started to list, oh. and the list is what cut off. So the card I use is the Chase Sapphire Reserve, which came out in August or September, and just like the world lost its mind. Um, Bloomberg wrote a story about it. All these news outlet were, outlets were covering it because the the rewards were so amazing. For spending four thousand dollars in three months, you got a hundred thousand miles, or not miles, points. The best thing about <gasps> Chase, the best thing about Chase card is that they give you ultimate rewards points, which can be redeemed for travel, for gift cards. You can mix and match them. If you have multiple Chase cards, you can combine them. They're like cash money. and um, Or you can redeem them for cash, of course. So that, but on top of that, you get $300 per year travel credit. 
which means mm-hmm. when I take an Uber, when I buy a Metro card, when I, you know, take a cab or whatever, book a flight, they'll reimburse me immediately up to $300 every year. Um, and then you also get priority, po- you already get a, um, you get access to this service, this membership called Priority Pass, which gives you access to like really swanky airport lounges around the cunt around the world. And I actually used the hell out of it on the way to India. And it was like, these lounges, I'm like, this is what people have been doing all this time. I've been sitting on a plastic chair with like my, my Hudson <laughs> News water. Um, they could just, you go and they give you like free food and free water. There's like quiet rooms and I took a shower in London. It was amazing. So uh, that's one perk. And then on top of that, you get um, global entry status. You get reimbursed for it. And that's where you, like you've seen those things at the airport where it's a shorter line if you have global entry um, status. And um, once you have it, you can, for every participating airport, you can like breeze through the regular line with all the real, the other people. Um, so that's a perk. And I forget how much that costs. I think it's like 95 or $195. Um, so are these things like still like, say if I were to sign up, I'm asking for a friend site for myself. (laughs) So (laughs) say if I were to apply for this card, are these things still available with that card? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's still available. You can go and I mean, you easily just go and check, go to Chase Sapphire Reserve, um, just Google it and you can apply right there. Um, the thing of what I think People lost their minds and there was so much written about it and so much attention and thousands and thousands and thousands of people signed up. Chase won't say how many, but it was enough that they actually ran out of the act the physical credit card because with the wow. with the with the the most elite credit cards are usually made out of some fancy like metal or material. And so the card, the Chase Reserve card, it feels like it, it it's different than plastic. It's like weighs heavier. Mm-hmm. And people were people were pissed off because they weren't getting their fancy card. They were getting a regular plastic card. Um, oh, excuse me. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I really feel like it. Yeah, and and um, but it's amazing. The but here's here's the thing. There's a four hundred and fifty dollar annual fee. <gasps> I waited to tell you that. I did. I sure did. Why, um, why would you? Why would you? But why would you do that? <laughs> because there's always a catch of course that's why i don't tell that's why i tell people when you get these rewards cards you got to look at the fine print um yes there's a 450 dollar annual fee um but for me it works i mean i'm absolutely going to spend 300 dollars in um in travel every year so that cuts the fee down Mm -hmm. to 150 technically um and then you get triple points on travel triple no card i don't think gives you triple points on travel purchases ubers wow um, triple points on dining, okay, restaurants, Chipotle, like whatever, triple points on dining, triple points on restaurants, um, and on travel. So flying, Ubers, um, subways, anything. So I use, I, this is exclusively my travel purchase card. So, um, and in, I've, so I've already qualified for the bonus. Basically what I used it for, I took out the card, um, to start charging my expenses for my wedding that I know I'm going to pay off immediately with cash. Um, so it worked out for me. I happen to be in a place right now where I um, am putting large purchases on my credit card. So I can immediately hit that minimum. And then my fiance also opened one. So now we have 200,000 points we can use for our honeymoon, which I'm really excited about. Woohoo. Uh, where you guys, have you guys decided where you're going to go? No, we haven't. Um, once everything like, like slows down, I guess we'll decide. Um, I've been so focused on like the, the wedding part, but yeah, we, we haven't like agreed. We both love traveling. We just haven't agreed on like the right destination yet. We might end up going with like, um, 
going to a travel agent or something and we're using um did you know Costco has like vacation packages? I think I did hear that. Yep, they do. Somebody told me they got their honeymoon through Costco and I was like, I mean, we've got we got I mean, you know, we're both Groupon fans for vacations. Um Yes. So I'm like I'm I'm interested in what Costco has to offer, but I would be down for doing like I think what we want is like a mix of like the you know, like the luxury honeymoon, like beach mm-hmm. and like, you know, cabana on the beach type thing. But then also like the, you know, getting to, you know, visit a city and travel around and go to museums and stuff like that, like a nice little mix. So no, I think I, I think that's a good idea. I like that because, you know, on your honeymoon, you don't necessarily want to rough it, you know, oh, totally. Sorry. <laughs> but, what was that? But this, I don't know. I'm like something. My computer started making noise. I don't know. Something. My Mac is behaving badly these days i'm not sure <laughs> okay. why but um no so okay so i'm gonna look it up to see i mean because it's the I best do... card out there right now if you can if you can um but you got to be able to swing that 450 fee because they immediately charge it to your card so um yeah it's not for the it's not for the faint of heart but if you're in a situation where you can i mean i feel like you'd probably be you'd probably you'd definitely be able to handle it um but yeah it's an, it's an yeah. awesome card I, I i use that basically exclusively I just go from card that gives me the best reward to the next. And when it stops giving me a reward, I basically stop using it. <laughs> um, no, I like that. I just don't want to have to open up too many like cards. So I'm just like, Ugh. but yeah, I think I'm going to look into it. Um, and if you're, if the 450 fee hurts your heart too much, there is a lower, there's a lower tier card, which I actually had originally the Chase Sapphire re- preferred. That one only has a $95 annual fee. Um, you get double points back on travel and I think restaurants. And I think the bonus is 50,000 miles, which I got. So really we have 250,000, but I used some of my, some of my points already, but that has a $50,000 or 50,000 point sign up bonus the last time I checked, but you have to check that stuff out. Um, Okay, sounds good. But you must know yourself. You know that like you get that plastic in your hand and you get really excited and you just want to spend it. And you're like, I got to get to 4,000. Challenge accepted. Um, yeah, no, don't be, don't be that guy. Because <laughs> you got to ah. yeah, pace yourself. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm really happy with it. And when I call them, I get connected immediately. It is even that little, like those little things, they treat you really well when you, you know, give them $450. It's amazing what they do and. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Like, let's just say for the lounges, are you allowed to bring a guest? Um, yes, you're allowed to bring a guest. I haven't actually tried yet. Okay. Um, and I was just thinking like, cause you know, I do travel, not like a whole, I mean, probably more than like the average person, not as much as I used to, but still it would be nice. Like, but sometimes I'm traveling with someone. So it'd be nice not to be like, so I'll see you later. I'm going to go get some <laughs> snacks. <laughs> I th- yeah, I think they get that. You can, you can bring a guest, I think in most places. I've only used it once on the way here. I used it in uh, at London Heathrow. I was kind of mad I didn't have a longer connection because they had their little lounge. There was like five in my terminal that I could choose from. And I just went to the one that was closest to me. And it was it was like down a back hallway, up some stairs. <laughs> but then it was like, oh, it's like a speakeasy or something. <laughs> and then when you – how did you know it was there? Did you Google ahead of time? They have an app. So as soon as you get to the airport – um, you can look up your terminal and where you are, and they'll tell you what, where the lounges are around you. It's super helpful. No, but I mean, because usually there's like there's like an American Airlines lounge, a, a United lounge, so you have access to all of those. Not all of them. I think there's like I forget. There's hundreds, but no, I won't have you won't have access to every single lounge in the airport, but a good number. I mean, if and it's the major airports like JFK, 
there's no lounges at LaGuardia. Um, and I haven't looked at Atlanta Newark? yet. I got to look at Newark. Yeah, look at Newark or if there's like a place that you travel um, frequently. It's a nice little perk. I mean, it, it, it definitely saved my life when I had 20 hours worth of travel and I had a nice stop in, in Heathrow where I could like get a semi shower and turn into a human again, brush my teeth. That was really nice. Use a nice mm. bathroom. I was going to look into that. Okay. <laughs> so that's, that's my boost. <laughs> Using travel rewards responsibly. Oh, and no foreign okay. transaction fees, obviously. Abby, you hear that BOA? Do you hear that? Do you? Do you? That there, card actually swipes and works. Hmm, I'll be leaving you. There's just too many good cards out there to yeah, deal with. A, it's like bed. There's just there's too many good men out there to like put up with when he's not treating you right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Do we have any, any, any good questions? We could do a quick Q&A. Yes, we have a good question today that I am going okay. to retrieve from a listener named April. Hmm. She says, hi, ladies. I love the show. My question is right on the heels of your last conversation about car buying. I'm in the market for a new used car, and I actually want to lease a car. What are the credit ramifications, if any, that come along with leasing a car? I know it's probably better to work towards buying a car, but I've had three cars in the last five years, all due to car accidents, dang. And each time I ended up with a new car, so it kind of feels like I've been leasing them anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. So any advice you could provide would be greatly appreciated. Well, I would say with the lease, just like with anything, you know, they're going to pull your credit report, so that's the ramification. But getting a hard pull for a car is... That's just, it happens, you know, if you're going to get a car. Um, I don't, you know, I know people are like anti-lease. I'm not super anti-lease. There are some instances where leases, leasing makes sense. I'll give you an example. My dad is like 75. He barely drives. I mean, his whole life he, he had, he always bought like his cars in cash. He went to like an auction or whatever and bought them in cash. But he's at an age now where he's not trying to fix anything. So he went and picked a car. My mom is a master negotiator. So like got his like, you know, I forget he got like a maybe a 2016 RAV4. It's cute. Little small um, crossover, like like not quite an SUV, but not quite a sedan. And, you know, it's brand new. So he doesn't have to worry. And um, but like I said, he doesn't really drive much because, you know, if you go over your miles with a lease, that's when it costs an arm and a leg. Um, So for him, someone who is going to be light on the car and light on the miles and I think he I think my mom talked it down to like one something a month. It includes like all like um, the tune ups and all that kind of stuff. And three years. She's a like I said, a master negotiator. Um, and she got him like every discount available. She was like she made a list like he's 75. Um, my cousin works here. Um, <laughs> my mother came with a list. And like I said, I got him down to one something three year lease. So it, for him, that's it. To me, that was a perfect choice for him. Because at 75, he's not going to the auction trying to battle and hope that he got, gets, a, you know, a good used car. And it makes sense. Um, because then in three years, he can get a brand new car again if he's still driving, which let's hope he's not. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a lower I, – I didn't realize. So, I mean, I guess everyone the, – the advantage of a lease is that you get a lower monthly payment. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you can get a nice car, for example, and then spend less money than someone who actually bought the car. Uh, and then you're always under warranty, so you're not paying for like basic repairs all the time. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then if you want to change cars every two, three years, like this April, unfortunately, I don't, I don't know what happens if you wreck a lease, but <laughs> I know, no, you pay, I mean, they pay, I mean, cause you're under, you have full coverage with the oh, lease. You, you have to have full coverage. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Well, that's good. Good, good, good. Um, but then on the other hand, like you mentioned, you're usually limited to a certain mileage. I think mm-hmm. it's like 12,000 per year. Um, and you can negotiate that though. I will say you can negotiate. Okay. Up. okay. Mm-hmm. That's good. Story. Um, but it's just like, you know, but if you go over, because I remember the mistake my parents made, I don't know what they were thinking. But when I was in college, they got they got my sisters and I was like three of us that were sharing her car because we were both going, all of us were going to the same college and we were commuting. Um, they got us like a really nice, it was a Pathfinder, which was like the car of the year. And it was that year. So we were so geeked up, but it was a lease because they were like, you know, we're going to get them a lease. And the worst mistake they could have made. We ran through those miles in like the first three months. <laughs> because we were like i was like 19 and i had a nice car what i was going everywhere they didn't know we were like let's go to delaware Ooh, (laughs) this weekend (laughs) meanwhile i live in jersey (laughs) so we it at least it's not for someone who's doing a lot of driving um because we my mom was like horrified when she realized how many of the miles that we had used already she actually had to like put the car up because it by the time if we would have kept going we would have bought the car like that's how much we were going to go over and how much they charge you per mile. Oh man. So just be just be very mindful of your, you know, of your driving patterns. Do you do you live really far from work? Do you do a whole lot of driving? How much are you driving on average a year? Like so if you go to like um, you know, um Google Maps, you can put in your address, home address and your work address and other places that you go and multiply it times how many times you go there a week, then by 52 weeks basically, give or take, then you can kind of see like, uh, I'm already at the cusp. You know, that doesn't include going to the mall and grocery store and all that kind of stuff. So at least might not be for you then. Good. Well, Miss April, I hope you're staying safe out there. That sounds traumatic to have so many accidents. (laughs) I Um, know. I can only imagine her um, car insurance must be astronomical. Oh, my goodness. Is your insurance, does that change when you have a lease? Do you think it's, is it higher or lower? Do you know? Well, you you have to have full for coverage because the car is not your, like the, the leasing whoever you're leasing that car from because basically they're like no the car is not yours you have to bring it back to us in like pristine condition basically so you're yes you're gonna pay more just because you're gonna have to have full coverage but i don't know i don't know um if it's uh the full coverage is a premium on your full coverage because of if it's a lease i'm not sure about that but i know that you do have to you can't have like like me i have a 99 toyota camry right now so i can have the most basic i think i pay 62 bucks a month like with the lease, you're not going to do that. I can't wait for the day when you come on the show and you're like, you guys, I know, I did it. <laughs> but you know what? Me and Superman, we actually went house shopping this weekend and last week. Um, and depending on how much we spend, we'll either live there or we'll just buy it and then move to someplace else. You know? Are you doing like a fixer upper, or are you going to get something that's ready to move in and rent out immediately? Um, I think someplace in the middle, like, so not a super fixed upper, but he's really handy. Like he knows how to lay tile and put down floor and, you know, he knows how to spackle and paint. And so, you know, cause that's what he does for his current job. Um, so we're okay with having to do some fixing, but I'm not looking for like a total gut job at all. Yeah. You know, so some basic fixing, you know, where I'm fine with that. And so depending on the neighborhood, like we saw, Two homes today, which they were insanely inexpensive. And I know why, because across the street, it was a beautiful block in Newark. Beautiful. I was actually shocked. Like, are you sure this is Newark? Beautiful block in Newark. Um, quiet, tree-lined. It was like a throwback. 
but the house across the street caught fire and you could tell it kind of gave damage to the house next to it. So as a result, they're both empty and you know, empty houses bring vagrants. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as a result, the, the two houses, um, that we were looking at, there's two, three family houses next door to each other. One was 165,000. One was 175,000. That's next to nothing for a three family house. Wow. Yes. I and so the one, I know wait, the one that's 175,000, Mandy, look, the, the one of the apartments is renting for a thousand, the other one for a thousand, the other one for uh, $675. The mortgage is going to be under a thousand dollars. So that's a, that's a profit every month of what? $1,600 a month. If we don't live there. Wait, are there already so, tenants living there? Yep, there are already tenants. It's, they're, it's fully rented. Oh, so you get all the tenants. So why are they selling yep. it, I wonder? I don't know. That's one. Of, well, we literally just, the agent just sent it to us today and said, you know, go take a look if you want to come see it. So we drove by because we always do a drive-by first. And so I haven't asked, you know, I want to ask like those questions. And I'm wondering, well, obviously my concern is there's a house across the street. There was a fire. How long has this house looked like this? It doesn't look like it's been there for years and it was abandoned. It looks like the fire was fairly recent. What are they doing about this house? Because although this is a beautiful block, these burned houses could be the end of this block, you know? Well, yeah, it takes um, on property values. Exactly. So, they, of course, there's a concern. And then, too, you know, these people who are living here now, yes, they, they might have been living here all this time, but they might be like, I'm moving. I don't want to live across the street. It's been up here for three months. This house has been burned down, let's just say. But I don't know how long. So there's some questions that I have because although, like I said, it's honestly a great block. And I'm just like, so, you know, you just don't know. And so those are questions. But we also saw another property that that we actually could live in um, and it would still be some, some um, profit involved um, because it's a, the block is better. The area is better. It's really close to the train station. I mean like a five minute walk to from Newark train station, which goes directly to New York in like 12 minutes. And it's really close to the airport, which is maybe like a 10 minute drive. So that means renting it won't be hard and the location is nice. So, and like, you know, that one's a little bit more money, but so we're just kind of like weighing our options. So it's a, if the neighborhood or is not the greatest, then if it's fully rented, I don't mind buying. We just won't live there. Um, so, yeah, so that's our, to me, before we get a, a car, I really wanted to, to get this property because Newark, honestly, is on the <laughs> cusp of becoming, bless you, is Sorry. on the cusp, cusp of becoming, that's okay, the new Brooklyn. And I don't want to be edged out and not be able to afford stuff because we waited, you know? Yeah, I feel like I, if I had, be, if I lived in Astoria, if I had been like I am now, seven years ago when I first moved to Astoria, Queens, I would have, I would totally would have bought something. But now it's like, yep, totally priced out. Can't do it. Yeah. Um, that's exciting. Yeah. So that's why I said, I'm like, you know, I want to, because I mean, Whole Foods is coming to Newark. I'm telling you, people have been saying Newark is coming, coming, coming. Like, you know, kind of um, just like coming back from, there were like these terrible riots in the 60s. But I can honestly say we're at that point. It's the tipping point now because there are things that are coming here that are signifiers of gentrification, basically. A Whole Foods, Apple Store, things that would never... Starbucks moved here. There's a gap now. Newark, New Jersey. It would gap. And so, I'm like, yeah. and so you're kind of like, okay, these are these are kind of like flags that there's a turn and there's a change happening. And if you don't buy now, you will not be able to afford it in five years, you know? Mm. So we want to get like, you know, we want to get a couple of properties and maybe two or three 
and then buy our own home. I, I might not live in Newark. I don't know. I haven't decided, but you know, buy our own like one family home that we'll live in. But I, I definitely want to get at least two or three income generating multifamily properties and create an LLC. And then hopefully Superman will be able to quit his job. And because literally that's what he, he does that for a living. So I'm like, well, why not do that for less units? Because right now where he works is 300 units that he's in, that he takes care of. And I'm like, well, why not do just nine units and make more money? You know? Mm. So that's like, that's the plan. That sounds like a good plan to me. I know. I'm feeling excited about it. Because I love, because, you know, if I travel, it'd be so nice to be like, hey, Superman, want to come? Because so many of these places where I speak, they don't mind if I bring someone sometimes. You know, or maybe they're like, okay, you have to get their own flight. But, you know, typically I always almost have points on my card. I'm like, all right, flights, flight is taken care of. So hotel and all that kind of stuff is free. But he can't get away because he's working, you know, nine to five. So we're closing with our wins. Do you have a win, Miss Woodruff? I'm excited that I managed to stay awake for this entire recording. Yes, I'm proud of you. I was like, Mandy's yeah. awfully. I was like, Mandy's like, hmm. <laughs> I heard that's all for Mandy. Also, okay, I know your so- win is so awesome. So you go. Ahead. I mean, I guess my win is that I'm in India. This is extraordinary. It's amazing. Yes. I'm going to sound much more excited about it when I come back next week and I can digest and sleep. Um, it's been, it's been incredible. People have been so nice, so generous. Um, I did some, I saw a world heritage, saw, um, two world heritage sites in one day, which were awesome. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's such a cool experience. All right. Something textile, bring textiles back, like something, a beautiful scarf or something. My dad told me to bring a whole suitcase and buy some weaves and come back to America and sell them. I cannot. I love you, Dad. So much. <laughs> How does he know about weaves in India? He needs to get out of here. <laughs> so my win for this week is drum roll, please. Ta-da-da. So <laughs> sorry, that was really my, weak. <laughs> <laughs> my um, my publicist Drino has been pitching me to this TV show for literally a year. I think she started in January, and then she got the call that I um was going to be a guest on the reel, but the way it works, like when you're, you get the call for like a major show is that there's no guarantee until you're literally sitting on the stage. So, you know, you get the call yeah, we're interested in having you send us over some things that you want to talk about. So basically you have to write your own segment. So I submitted my first segment and they were like, yeah, not so much. We're thinking more about this. And I was like, oh my gosh, you basically get like, you know, two chances. So in the second segment, I wrote like based upon like their feedback and I over delivered. So typically a segment is maybe like three to five points. So it might be like five ways to raise your credit score or, you know, six ways to get your hair done cheaply. That's what segments are, you know, right. For those of you, you know, listening. And so um, mine was holiday savings. And so that's what they wanted. They wanted a holiday savings segment. So the first one, you know, I guess they were just like, we want more. So they gave me some categories of holiday savings they wanted. So I, I think I gave them like 12 different tips. Not that I was going to go on there and do 12, you know, points, but I knew that if they were, you know, of the 12, I'm hoping they would find three or four that they liked, you know? And so thankfully they did. And they're like, okay, yes, we like it. So even then there's no guarantee because sometimes, you know, like, let's just say California has an earthquake. They're like, girl, don't nobody care about your holiday savings. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so then they were like, okay, you know, we're going to fly you out here. And so everything moved fairly quickly. They flew me out there. Drina came with me. Um, and it, I had never been on a show that was so organized. I mean, they were like, 
um, I had like two days. I begged my sister to come with me to go. Well, I didn't really have to beg her because she loves shopping, but she is like the master stylist. She actually is a buyer for um, um, Dress Barn and she just got a job with, um, with, oh, let me not say, oops, my bad. Uh, anyway, so yeah, she's a buyer with Dress Barn. <laughs> And anyway, she because she didn't tell dress market. Um, so yeah, she's a buyer, and um, so she took me to like J.C. Penney, which you know you don't think you're gonna find something fly, but what? We found some fly dresses, and the real actually asked for three outfit choices. I had to take pictures and send it. I'd never had to do that before. Oh wow! And they were like, yeah, they were like, oh, we like this one, and then but they were like, still bring the other two, and I was like, wow, they're so particular. So I get there, they're like, make sure you text us on the way to the airport. Make sure you text us when you're boarding. Make sure you text us when you get off. Like, they want to make sure that, like, that you're coming and that you're here and that, you know, because I didn't realize, like, my friend had uh, set her DVR to record the um, my segment. And in the, like, the, the TV Guide description, my name was there. So what that means is, you know, they've already basically told the world Tiffany's coming. So they want to make sure that you make it there. Mm. And so everybody was so nice from the drivers to the production assistant to to the producer to the makeup lady everyone was so nice and accommodating and um when i got on stage i mean tamara Jeannie, lonnie adrian the the host of the real everyone i mean it was like a love fest i'm like wow so i even though i was nervous they were they're so professional in that a good host knows how to make you re- feel relaxed before you go live so that way it feels like it's just a continuation of the conversation that's what a good host, not everyone does that, because I've definitely been on shows where the host was mean and nasty until the lights came on, until the camera came on, and then I have to pretend like this person wasn't just mean to me. <laughs> and I'm like, hi, you know, that has happened to me before. Wait, so and who's, I'm like, the, who's the, because the real is like the new view, right? It's like the fun, yeah. younger. Mm-hmm. And who is the main host? I don't know that there is a main host. Like they, I feel like they, they all equally shine. There's Ta- um, Tamara um, from Maori from T and Tamara sister sister. What? She's a host. I love her. Yeah, she's so nice. I you know she was so nice. And then there was also um, Jeannie May. Um, she did like How Do I Look? I don't know if you remember her. She's Asian, really cute, petite. Um, then there's Lonnie Love. She's a comedian. Her, I love her. I met her at Essence Fest, and she gave me this award when I was um in Harlem and so she was so excited to see me and she was just really nice and then there's um Adrienne Ballon she was originally from um she had like a she was on Disney but she also had like a girl group I can't remember the name of it but she's beautiful they're all beautiful honestly and they were all when I say all so nice I'm like is this real everyone was so welcoming and so nice so by the time the camera came on although I was nervous I they were they were just so good at like making me feel like, oh, you're one of the girls. And I look back on it, and I'm like, wow. Because I, I felt comfortable, although I was nervous. And so I'm going to actually, I'll give you the link, Mandy, so we can share it for those of our BA listeners who want who want to watch. So, you know, I, I, I wasn't sure if I did well, because, you know, you're in the moment. But Drina watched, and she said, you did really well. And the producer told me, you did really well. We'd love to have you back. Well, you know, but people, you never know. Producers You, are you not doubt. Inside. I'm always doubting. I'm like, did I, though? Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> so when I watched it, I thought I did I'm sure okay. you did, like, but... I, no, no, but honestly, I thought I did okay. I mean, I wasn't like, oh my God, Tiffany, you slay. I, you know, I thought to myself, you did, you know, but I'm always hard on myself. So, yeah, but it was surreal to be flown to LA to be on one of the, you know, most popular talk shows on right now. And like, just to think, like, honestly, I used to be a preschool teacher. Like, I used to be a preschool teacher in Newark, New Jersey. How in the heck am I here? Work. You know? Yeah, but it just, but it's not just that because a lot of people work hard. 
And so I don't know what it is. I'm not going to lie. You know, I don't know. You know, I don't know if it's like just finding the thing that I'm supposed to do. I don't know. Um, but it just there. It was one of those moments where you feel the shift, meaning that there are times when things happen. Sometimes they're big or small where I actually feel that there's a shift toward the next level. And like on that stage, I felt it like, OK, this is a shifting. And I've done other things before that were just as big, but I didn't feel it as a shifting moment. It was just, oh, OK, on top. I equated it to this. It's like, it felt like, you know how like if you're, you see videos of like moms about to bring a birthday cake to the kid in the other room and they put on that last candle and light it before they bring it to the other room. It's like all the work that I've done, you know, it was like baking of the cake and, um, and the icing and the, all of that. But this, the, the real was that last candle placed on the cake before it's picked up and brought it to the other room. So it's not like it's the cake itself, but it's like the, the last component of the level where I am now. To, to, to make that shift to the next level. And I don't know what that level is, but, you know, I'm excited to see. And I'm just just really grateful and fortunate to, for the people that I have around me. So, yeah, the real savings guide with the budgetista. I hope it means more cake, whatever the next level is. <laughs> right? Who doesn't love like, birthday I cake? <laughs> I know. Who doesn't love more cake? But, yeah, that's my win for this Congratulations. week. Congratulations. Danka. I'm really excited, but I'm in a lobby, hotel lobby, and I want to, like... <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly it is late i'm like congratulations uh, <laughs> if you guys have questions for us if you have comments you can hit us up all at uh what's our website again brianambitionpodcast.com even i don't know right now <laughs> i believe that's what it is yeah. <laughs> and you can tweet mandy at it's mandy money is that your twitter or mandy woodruff mandy woodruff Mandy Woodruff, Mandy with an I, and the Budgetista. You can always tweet us, but all of that honestly is on is on our website, Brandon Brown Ambition Podcast We love y'all. We will be back like a heart attack next week. Thank you for carrying me through this. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs>